Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Food Flow. I'm your host, Ivermar Jarrison, and today we are going to be getting into the world of coffee roasting with Trevin Miller. He is a coffee roasting guru out of DIYCoffeeRoasting.com. Trevin, great to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you. Looking forward to it. So today's topic is roasting coffee beans, particularly in your own home. But before we get into that, uh, Trevin, let's just start with uh, what is coffee roasting? Talk to me like I've been drinking drip Folgers my entire life. Like, what's it mean to roast coffee? Uh, so coffee starts out in a raw form, much like uh, many other foods that we consume. Um, and the roasting process is what draws out the flavors that we all associate with coffee. Okay, so you have the bean itself that comes from the plant. It's like a it's a cherry or a berry. Is that right? Yeah, it starts out in a cherry form, um, and the seeds. There's two coffee, typically two coffee seeds inside of each cherry. Okay, so you have you have the cherry. We peel off the skin inside that we have this uh, little bean, right? The coffee bean. Uh, once that's dried out, um, what's it look like? Like, does it what's it look like compared to what I see when I buy coffee beans in the store? So to start with, um, there is a very thick paper skin that's over the coffee bean. So if you were to actually peel back the layers of the coffee cherry, um, you would find, much like a, a regular cherry, you'd find the mucilage of the fruit. Um, and then underneath underneath the mucilage, there would be what's known as parchment. And it's a very thick, almost like a thick paper skin. And the coffee bean is actually inside of that parchment skin. And so as you peel back the layers of the cherry, you have the skin of the cherry, the mucilage of the cherry, and then you have the parchment. If you peel that parchment back, there's going to be a pale green uh, seed inside of that. Okay. And that will eventually be what we consider to be coffee. Okay. So, and so from, uh, so following that bean on its journey from, from the berry, uh, I mean, it's, it's dried out, you have the dry bean and then from there it's going to coffee roasters. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, the process to get it from the tree to the coffee roaster is fairly involved and complicated. Um, there's several different processing techniques that are used, and the processing will help dictate what the actual coffee tastes like. Um, but essentially, it's picked from the tree, it goes through uh, various forms of processing, it's bagged up, and then it's shipped to the U.S. Um, coffee is grown um, in the equatorial zone in between the tropics of Cancer. Um, so there's a whole bunch of countries in that zone that produce coffee, um, but pretty much nothing, nowhere in the U.S. except Hawaii. Okay, so the coffee in it, and when it, so when it's coming into the U.S., it's coming in this in this form, uh, the unroasted form. So they're green beans, right? I mean, and they they literally look green, right? Correct. Yeah, varying shades of green, yellowish greens to deep dark greens, but yes, green. Okay, so you, so we get these green beans, and the average person, I mean, you've never like you would never see green beans in the store. You would never really see green beans anywhere, right? I mean, you can't it's consume very- them. It's very rare. Most people who drink coffee have never even considered what it might look like before they they get it. Um, But if you go to like ethnic, like Ethiopian stores or um, like uh, any any of the Far East kind of um, ethnic grocery stores, a lot of times you'll find green coffee beans there because it's traditional for them to roast their own coffee at home. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. So these green beans, and then from there, so the stage that's between us normally is a roaster, obviously. And so this goes on in in a big, you know, big roaster warehouse is what I'm picturing. And what exactly, what exactly is happening? What do they do to these green beans to, you know, provide us with the brown stuff that we end up seeing? From a simple standpoint, they're just applying heat to the coffee. Um, So coffee beans in the roasted form um, are subjected to temperatures upwards of 400 degrees. Okay. And so that, that rise in temperature from what we consider to be ambient 60, 70 degrees all the way up to 400 degrees um, creates a series of chemical reactions um, that create the coffee flavor that we, we're used to drinking. 
Okay, so I mean, so the green beans, if I ground up green beans and roast and like brewed them, they would not taste like coffee. Not at all, no. Um, <laughs> and they're very hard to grind. It's almost like a really hard rubber. Um, it's almost impossible to grind with a with a basic coffee grinder. Okay, interesting. Okay, so so this this chemical, the process of roasting, this chemical process, what all is what's uh what all is happening other than obviously it becoming able to be ground, giving us some of those desirable flavors? What about like the caffeine content, stuff like that? So the caffeine content is going to stay basically the same. Um, but what does happen to the coffee bean when it's roasted is it's going to gain in size. The beans almost double in their physical oh. size. And they'll lose up to 20% of their weight depending on how dark the coffee is roasted. A very dark roasted coffee loses dramatically more weight than a light roasted coffee. Interesting. And so they get bigger so they, as they roast longer? Is that is that true as yep. well? Okay. Yep, they get bigger and they get lighter. Um, so when it comes to caffeine content, um, it kind of depends on how you actually measure the coffee. The caffeine content is the same, but if you have a scoop of light roasted coffee versus a scoop of dark roasted coffee, there's physically more coffee beans in the light roasted scoop because the beans are smaller and therefore you're going to get a higher caffeine percentage because of that. Interesting. See, I was under, I was kind of uh, under the impression that a lighter roasted coffee yeah, I mean, I guess I was told lighter roast coffee had more caffeine than a darker roast, but it's not—it doesn't. It's not because of the heat of the beans or the roasting. It's because of that physical side of it, I guess. It—it's the physical side, and it flips if you're using a some sort of a weight metric because the coffee is lighter. You know, uh, a pound of light roasted coffee is going to weigh more than a pound of dark roasted coffee. Interesting. I mean, right? You'll right. have more. Yeah. More. Yep. Gotcha. Interesting. So, okay. so it flips. Interesting. Um, but yeah. But it's a common misconception because of that. I mean, because it is true that the roast level dictates the caffeine content, but not in the way people think. Interesting. Okay. So, and as far as the timing of roasting, I mean, obviously it's like freshly roasted or like, you know, you have the date or you don't want to get old coffee, all these different things. What kind of, what kind of timing are we looking at uh, as far as like roasting coffee beans? You know, there's a lot of debate um, when it comes to that. Um, the bigger companies will tell you that coffee stays fresher longer because of their their packaging and whatnot. But in reality, coffee starts to go stale after about 14 days. Um, and how quickly it goes stale depends on how it's packaged, of course. Um, but the staling process is occurring inside the package or outside the package. Wow. Um, so most most people are not are not used to drinking fresh roasted coffee. Okay, so 14, 14 days. And from there, uh, once again, caffeine's not really uh, variable, but it's like the flavors you're picking up, things like that are going to start to degrade? Correct. What's going to happen, the caffeine content usually stays the same. Um, I'm actually, I've never investigated that side of it, so I don't know if I have a good answer on that one. Um, but I'm assuming it stays the same because there's nothing that's really right, going to happen right. to pull the caffeine out. Um, but what does happen is the oils start to go rancid. Um, and that uh, adds a very bitter kind of tannic. It, the, the rancid oils typically are what upset people's stomach and what most people consider to be um, acid in coffee is actually those stale rancid oils. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of, so that's kind of uh so from there, it's a good transition to getting into home brewing uh, or home roasting. I'm sorry, because uh, like you said, that 14 day mark is hard to hit unless you have a local coffee roaster. Um, you know, it's hard to get it within 14 days, I'm sure. So absolutely home roasting sounds like one particular appeal. Um, I've seen the roasters though at like my local coffee roaster and they're really big and there's a vent that goes up to their ceiling. So I'm curious about the process of doing it in my own kitchen. What's it, what's that look like? So like I said before, roasting coffee is, is as simple as applying heat to coffee beans to get them up to your desired uh, roast level, which is temperature dependent. 
Um, and that can be done in several different ways. The most um, probably approachable way is doing it in a frying pan. Um, it's the traditional way that it's done in Ethiopia and, and lots of Central American um, countries. They put the coffee in a pan, put it over their stove, and stir the coffee until it's as dark as they want it. Oh, wow. Um, that whole process takes 12 to 15 minutes, um, and you can do a really good job. It takes a bit of practice, but um, you can do a really good job. The Very downfall to it is it, it is fairly smoky. That stack that you see on the back of the commercial coffee roasters is there for a reason. Um, so if you don't have like a decent hood over your stove or some way to deal with the smoke, then um, you might might want to do it like on the back porch on your barbecue or something. Interesting. Okay. So and so what's what's that like? Get them in the frying pan. And am I kind of like shaking them around the whole time, or do I just let them sit and kind of chill? Or yeah, if you have the endurance to shake it, that works. But uh, <laughs> mo- most people just use like a wire whisk or a wooden spoon and oh, just kind of kind of gradually stir it around. The idea is that you're applying heat to the coffee, but the heat is being transferred from the frying pan to the the skin of the coffee. And so if you leave it in one place, it's going to burn on one side and not roast on the other. Okay, so you got to keep, so keep them moving. Okay, that makes sense. Yep, you got to keep them moving. Yep. Okay, and it's then kind of like if anybody's ever popped popcorn in like a stovetop popcorn popper, um, it's kind of like that. Okay. You just keep it moving until it pops. Okay, and does it? And is there a popping involved? Like, I mean, do I? How do I? Is there a way of knowing? Absolutely, yeah. Um, the the roast process itself has two distinct crack sounds, um, and they're very creatively called the first crack and the second crack. Um, the first crack is kind of your guide that you're entering the palatable stage of coffee. Pretty much anything roasted up to and after the first crack, if you ground it up and brewed it, it tastes something like coffee. Whether or not you like it is kind of uh, it's it's up to everybody else or everybody to figure it out that, you know, it's a personal choice. Um, the second crack happens a little bit later in the process, and it's kind of your guide that you're exiting the palatable stage. If you go too far past the second crack, you get charcoal. Wow. Okay. Doesn't, so doesn't taste good. So you're saying that even a light roast is somewhere between the first and the second crack. Like even the lightest roast you would drink is still a little bit after that first crack. Correct. Yes. Okay. Okay, so if, so for the for first timers, you know, after that first crack, you want to place it somewhere between the two. Obviously, it's going to take some practice, but um, it doesn't yeah, sound most too people difficult. tend to like their coffee right around the start of second crack. So, um, oh, if, right you're, okay. if you're a first timer, then it's oh, it's a good idea to kind of roast it until you hear the the ticks of the second crack, and then stop it there. And you drink it if it's too dark for you. Next time you roast it lighter. Yeah, and it sounds like you're doing like small batches in a frying pan, so you can always experiment. Am I able to gr- grind it up like right when it's done frying? Or, you yeah, can, um, and that's traditional in Ethiopia. They roast it, throw it in a in a mortar and pestle, and start grinding it. Um, but if you let it sit for twelve or twenty four hours, it's going to taste even better. Oh, okay, okay, that's good to know. Got you, got you. Uh, another great uh, device for roasting at home is an old hot air popcorn popper, like from the nineteen eighties. Really? Uh, they roast coffee in five to eight minutes, um, and it's a it's a super easy way to go about roasting coffee. They're a little bit harder to find because uh, brand new popcorn poppers just don't get hot enough. You got to find one of the old ones. Oh. Uh, okay. But if you if you have one sitting around, you've already got a coffee roaster. Okay, that's good to know. And what about uh, so? What people are are looking to kind of upgrade from the the pan method? Can't get their hands on an old popcorn popper. Um, I saw that you have some some roasters online. Are those kind of all for like? larger scale stuff or do you have some like smaller ones for people who want to just do their weekly supply of coffee i guess yeah we focus on home users so all of our coffee roasters are specifically designed for roasting at home Um, and they start in the 140 dollar range and kind of go north uh, from there fairly quickly Um, it kind of we try to encourage people to start in frying pans and popcorn poppers because roasting a couple times will give them an idea of what maybe they would want 
should they choose to invest in a roaster. Interesting. Okay. So, um, and from that, from that range, obviously you have to invest in the, in the roaster. Um, the reward is that you're drinking fresh coffee. You get, you know, that appeal of doing it yourself, which is always fun. But what about as far as getting these green beans? Um, you guys sell those as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, rock coffee is fairly easy to get a hold of through the internet. Um, there are, you know, we're one of the smaller shops out there, but there are quite a few different um, websites that cater to home coffee roasters. Okay. Uh, if you're lucky enough to live in the Portland area, then Mr. Green Beans is here. But also the ethnic stores, like I said, the Ethiopian stores. International uh, sort of markets and stuff. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, like Turkish and, you know, uh, that whole area, they all roast their own coffee at home. So. Okay. And what about as far as like when you're looking for green beans, like, you know, obviously we don't we don't want to drink stale coffee. But do these green beans, do they get like old? Do you need, Are you looking for something specific? Do they need to be fresh or what's the idea? So rock coffee does get old, but it takes up to two years to go get old. Oh, so, so that's kind of an advantage, huh? Because you can you can sort of buy it in bulk, right? I mean, yeah. you can buy a lot of it and hang on to it. Yeah, once you find a coffee you dig, then you buy a bit of it and hold on to it. It'll stay. For most people, you can count on it being fresh from after you buy it for about a year. Um, you just keep it cool and dry and kind of in a dark area and treat it like any rice or legume. Okay, well, that's easy. What about as far as, you know, like the price of green beans? What are you like? What would you be looking at? So coffee is a commodity. Um, so the price is typically based off of supply and demand. Um, typically, you're going to find your raw coffee beans in anywhere from $4 to $7 on average, with there obviously being some more specialty beans that are quite a bit more expensive than that. But 4 to $7 is the average price. Yeah, I mean, so compared to like roasted coffee, I know the weight changes and stuff, but comparatively, like per cup, are you, are you saving money by roasting yourself with green beans? So that all depends on what you're comparing it to. If you're right. used to buying like the grocery store brand, um, then the price you're paying is going to be about the same. Um, but the quality is going to be dramatically higher. Um, here in Portland, if you buy coffee from one of the local coffee shops, you're going to expect to pay between 12 and $18 for a 12 ounce bag. Oh, okay. um, that, that same coffee you can buy in the raw form for four to $7. Okay, so okay, so I like it. So it's in. So there is some money to be saved eventually. Higher quality money to be saved. I like it. Yeah, I mean the beauty of roasting your own coffee. I mean the benefits at least are going to be that a it can be a lot cheaper. Um, B you get to pick where the coffee comes from. So if you are partial to a certain part of the country, or if you only want to focus on like organic or fair trade or or things like that, you can dictate exactly where your coffee is coming from, and then you get to pick the roast level. So you're custom crafting your own coffee. And then, of course, it's going to be fresher, which is always going to make it taste better. Okay, so there's a lot. Yeah, I like that side of it, too. So you're saying that a lot of green coffee roasters have, um, like, a pretty good variety of different countries and, and uh, you know, cultivation styles and stuff like that? Absolutely, yeah. If you go to your local coffee shop, you may see three, four different types of coffee. Uh, we carry 45 on the shelf. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. So yeah. with the, quite a bit and with the frying pan method, you can do small batches, you can experiment, you can drink a cup from every every corner of the earth, find exactly what fits your taste, find your Absolutely. perfect roasting level. And uh, <laughs> really yeah, to me, that's one of the funnest parts is to come in and like you can buy a coffee from Thailand, you can buy it from Malawi. You, I mean, we've had Chinese coffee and Vietnamese coffee. That's but then awesome. there's always the comfortable ones like Costa Rica, Guatemala, places like that. Awesome, awesome. Okay, yeah, that's 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 uh, that's good to know. Yeah, I think I think I'm convinced. Uh, you made a good argument for it. Sounds sounds pretty good. So as far as people looking for more information, it's uh, DIYCoffeeRoasting.com. There is a bit of information on there. Um, some of the competitors that we compete with, you know, where it's not a secret who's out there, but one of the best ones is called Sweet Maria's. Um, and if you're looking for just coffee knowledge, their uh, their coffee knowledge is amazing. 
Okay, cool. And then obviously on your website too, you sell uh, roasters and green beans, right? Yeah, yeah, we have the roasters, the green beans, and then we get a little bit into the brewing equipment. After you roast your coffee, then it's important to oh, uh, brew right. it properly as well. Right, there is that side of it as well. Okay, and if there are, people are in the Portland area, the the name of your retail shop is what again? Mr. Green Beans. Okay, all right, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I think that I think that wraps things up. That's a good that's a good crash course on on home roasting. Hopefully, people you know get involved with it. Sounds like a fun hobby. Uh, Trevin, thanks so much for coming on the show. Absolutely, thank you. Have a wonderful day. Again, guys, that was Trevin Miller from DIYCoffeeRoasting.com. If you're interested in getting into the coffee roasting movement in your own home, check out the website. They got everything you need, some information on there as well. Again, my name is Ivor Margerison from TheFoodFlow.com. Got all sorts of other food awesomeness going on at the website. Be sure to check it out. See you guys next time. 